0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co hosts Joseph, Yellow, and Jay Hugh. Good girl. I don't, I don't think quite finishing up Halloween horror for cowards. I think we're gonna try to do one more. One more. more. Uh, and as usual, uh, as we'll as be late. Form, late, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Fast Halloween. Halloween. Hashtag Real Phonies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll watch, i will going to watch that movie before Halloween. Right. Yeah. I just, we won't record it for Halloween. And it certainly won't be released before Halloween. Uh, but for now, we're talking about one of our recommendations that was Zach made, right? Correct. Uh, we're talking about The Babysitter. Correct. On Netflix, which has got Samara Weaving and Robbie Amell. Yep. And those are the only people I remember being in it. And I watched it today.
1: I mean, I don't know that the rest of them are big name people. It's got, not Dan Reno, it's the other one.
0: Ken Marino. Ken Marino. Ken
1: Marino playing that
2: one character that, that he plays, he plays. Yeah. which is funny because just because that character in Party Down, it, you know, canonically has a giant penis. Yeah, I always assume
1: all of his characters yeah. have a giant penis. Yeah, and it's also the uh, the reporter wow. that Tony Stark banged in Iron Man One that's right. now a mom. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, God, I can't remember her name. Yeah, they're in it, too. Yep. Uh, I was
2: aware that there was an actress named Bella Thorne, and now I've seen what she looks like. Okay.
0: The uh, plot of this movie is that a young 12-year-old boy is, you know, like most 12-year-old boy characters, dorky and a loner, (laughs) and nobody likes him, and he still has a babysitter, unlike all the other 12-year-olds whose parents let them stay home alone. Uh, when he finds out that she's trying to complete a satanic ritual and requires his blood, and he must survive the night. Um, Before I get in, how many years is Robbie Mel going to get to play high schoolers? Because I feel like... So I, I look. I, this is the Still first time it. I knew that Robbie Amell was a person. You didn't know that, Cause no? Because this dude's been playing like a high school football star since, like, not another teen movie. Like, he's fucking been around. Was he really
2: not another teen movie? I don't know if he was. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't. I I wouldn't bet against it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the I don't know if conceited this movie, but kind of the bit of this movie is you know it's playing on. A lot of uh, uh, existing slasher tropes Like the, the, the teenage characters Are supposed to be like The standard teenage archetypes For a horror slasher yep. film And I uh, kind of in in the style of Most movies from the 80s All the, the teenagers are in their 30s or later right. Yes, so I, I feel like that's appropriate
0: uh, This is a great transition I really like this because of that I yeah. thought it was really fun to reverse it Instead of it being like the five tropes right. Of people um, trying to survive the night It's the five tropes Spoiler alert being the killers right yeah i thought it was a really fun i don't think it's a big spoiler in the trailer you fucking (laughs) know what it is but i mean
2: i hadn't watched the trailer so there was at least an element of surprise to it to me i wasn't i wasn't completely blown away by i sensed that the group was evil but at least one of the characters i didn't know was going to be
0: yeah um this movie directed by mick g mick g I didn't even know that guy was still around.
1: I didn't know either. Yeah. I was just trying to be like, you know, what <laughs> why do I know the name? Like besides like, the great name. A- G- <laughs> yeah.
2: And the, you know, the Charlie's Angels movies.
1: Yep. He made that very underwhelming movie with Chris Pine and Tom Hardy and uh uh Reese Witherspoon, I think. This whole Oh War?
0: shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Now. I remember it. Yeah. I like this movie. I'm gonna say better than Transformers. You know, last week I was complaining.
2: Uh, uh, all horror movies these days are trying to- too hard to be smart, too hard to make a point. There weren't enough sexy teens being killed, and it's like this movie was delivered to. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly what she you know, asked for. Now I do feel like this movie is 100 percent for 12 year olds.
0: Oh, it's a dumb, dumb movie. And and sh-
2: is it is it bad to have a movie that's this violent marketed to 12 year olds? I say no. No. But I mean, that might be a generational thing for me. All rated R movies were, you know, marketed at 12 year olds mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Is it wrong to have a movie this horny marketed at 12 year olds? I would still also say no because, <laughs> because my. They're going to
0: start masturbating anyway, right? I mean, like, my
2: feeling is who is hornier than 12, 13, and 14 year olds? <laughs> at least this is a way to maybe steer them away from stepmom
0: porn.
1: Yeah.
2: I think we need more things like this More lightly Tentilated things to keep the kids Away from the stepmom porn
1: Keep them in the right age
0: range mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually I want to go to the point you, uh, you just made Which is I actually really Liked that this movie felt Like it was marketed for a middle school Yeah no totally I thought it was like this is a really fun Introduction to like a Modern introduction into like Classic slasher movies right. Like, right. It is very much like you know, okay, watch this because it it'll appeal to you and your generation, right? And then fucking go watch Friday the Thirteenth, right? Like it felt like a a gateway drug, if right. you Will into that, and I I thought it was fun.
2: I also. When they do, you know, in the, early in the movie, because, you know, I, we, we probably haven't told the basic conceit of this, that the, the kid is kind of in love with the babysitter. And when you first meet her, she seems like the coolest girl on mm-hmm. earth. And there's a point where, you know, while, before the turn has happened, that uh, he asks her questions about building a sci-fi team. And I was really worried at this point. I was like, oh, this shit's going to get weedy because everything's going to be like, we're going to, you know, characters are going to say, this is just like this or just is just like that. And there was a little of that. There was the Carrie reference and stuff. But for the most part, it didn't really delve too far into that shit. And I liked that. It was just a straight slasher film.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. It, <laughs> it, does, it spends a lot of time referencing other shit in this movie. A lot of references. A so. lot of references in this movie. Maybe I missed them. Also, also I uh, uh, I was trying to figure out, like... Do uh, kids these days, or even people Samurai Weaving's age, uh, are they really into, like, Alien and Terminator? Or is that shit passed?
2: Here's what I noticed about both of their lists. Uh, No Star Wars on either of them.
1: Seems a little suspect. Makes me think
2: that maybe McG got passed over for something. (laughs) Uh, No Terminator on either list, too. Maybe that was a bad experience for, uh, I mean, like, how did both of them not put Sarah Connor Uh on Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say I will I, I will talk about it a little bit more. They do reference Terminator in the second one. Oh, they do. Oh, do yeah, they?
0: yeah. I didn't watch the second one. It's did. not good. You recommended not to. <laughs> so it's a step down. It is a substantial <laughs> step down. Yeah. What did you think?
1: Uh, look, I think it's. I also just think it's fun. I think uh, I was trying to figure great out great length. Yes, a yeah, uh, like, one in the like uh, eighty minutes favorite
2: <laughs> favorite length for a movie, particularly a slasher. Movie. I mean,
1: all the things we've watched have been somewhere between yeah. ninety and two hours. Yeah. Which is, Again, perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's not, again, there's like nothing to this movie. There's not a lot of substance. I think, you know, the gags are pretty, big, uh, pretty good. You talk about it being too violent for, for kiddos, you know, whether it is or not. Right. Uh, and I, it's just, it's so goofy, you know, right, like it's so right. like over the top and silly. That is true. I can't imagine it being traumatizing, though I'm sure there is an age where it would be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just fun, goofy, dumb time. Yeah, I, I feel like
2: it's dumb but it's well-made and exactly what it intends to
0: be. Yeah. yeah. My kind of hot take coming away from it... By, I, by the way, I don't think there's any fucking spoiler warning for this. Sure. I well, mean, we yeah we, we already, already told the twist. Yeah. twist yeah. But that... I kind of walked away... I mean, if you had told me that this would have been, like, a scary movie reboot, I would have bought in on it. Because there is a lot of references, yeah. Yeah. but there are a lot of jokes, right? and they hit, and they're, again, it's very archetypal, mm-hmm. like... I kind of was like, this is what the Scary Movie franchise should have well, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, to
2: me, it reminded me more of Scream than Scary Movie yeah. in that it functioned as a good scary movie as well. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. plays it straight rather right. than
0: straight comedy. But um, I don't know, the whole shot in the tit joke, very, very scary, scary movie <laughs> for
2: sure. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in, in general, I think... All of the teenage archetypes were a little over the top, but they were all very good at it. She really plays up the being upset about being shot in the tit yeah. a lot. <laughs> like There's a lot. Just when, like, in every slasher movie, a killer who you think is dead has to come back. And she comes back just for the tit jokes. Yeah. Yes. You know?
0: I like that they go back to it. I do, yeah. too. Because <laughs> yeah. you do kind of forget about it. Yeah. 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 I thought it was funny. And again, it's that's a really good scene, I think, to kind of show what this movie captures so well. Because you obviously, you come into you're like, well, she's not dead. Right. And so then it's, you know, he turns around and she's gone. Um, and so you're like, it is playing, it's it's hitting the beats correctly. Right. But then for it to go right back to this shot in the tit joke, <laughs> was like, okay, like, we're, gonna, we're hitting the beats, but we're also making a joke about it. Right. And, th- and I that's like such an intersection of what i love you talk about like scream like to make fun of or to do the thing and make a dialogue about the thing while also doing a good job with it right right yeah Uh, i don't really have a lot to say i
2: well okay let me ask you this uh when you realized uh you know that all the kills were set up in the first half of the movie Mm -hmm. before the twist How bummed were you that Mad Men wasn't one of the kills? Mm. (laughs) Because I was trying my best to figure out how will Mad Men be a kill? And the only thing I could think of was the time the one guy got his foot ran over by the lawnmower in Mad Men.
0: I don't remember that. You don't
2: remember that? Come on. (laughs) There's a part where a guy gets run... They're demonstrating a lawnmower in the office and what's his... The skinny blonde guy, he gets his foot ran
1: over by the lawnmower. And I thought that that's how the kill was going. That would have been good. I do feel like that's very key to any good horror movie is right. like setting the scene appropriately so, right. that, so that all of the things that you're using in the later acts make it like out of they're <laughs> satisfying when they come around as opposed to just being random. <laughs> right. uh,
2: I think my favorite of the kills was the killing the Asian girl when she, you know, when she yells, I'm, I'm still, still alive.
0: alive. Yeah. Then, yeah.
2: like, like at that point, you know, of course, the violence is comedy at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you you mentioned Robbie Abel earlier. He was good in this. I, I,
0: yeah. See, uh, that's well, I'm not talking shit on him. I'm I, just asking how long he's going to get away yeah. with that part. I was about to say because I, again, I was
1: unfamiliar with his existence right. until now. Uh, and I, I'm a, he's Stephen Amell's cousin, the Green Arrow guy. Yes. Yeah. And look, I I don't know what Stephen Amell is capable of. I've only seen enough clips of Green Arrow or just Arrow, whatever the fuck it is, to know that I I don't want to watch that mm-hmm. show. But. I feel like Robbie mel has got the same number of abs. He could probably do all the same roles and be funnier. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. He was... Because he was the most
2: psychotic of these characters, but also kind of the most likable. Oh,
0: absolutely the most likable. You guys... You almost know to watch uh, Upload. No. Which mm-hmm. is his Greg Daniels show on Amazon. Right. It's fucking good. Yeah. Like, it is really good. They just and, put out a new season of that, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, that guy is, he's really funny. He's yeah. got good, like, comedic chops, and he's almost too on the nose sometimes, I think, in this movie, but, like, he delivers it in such a convincing yeah, fashion. Yeah. Like, right. the dialogue is too, like, just direct, but he delivers it in such a good fashion. Like, the, um he's like, oh, I'm not here for any of that. I'm here just because I like it. Yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> like, you buy it. You're right. like, okay, it's, right. it's a little cheesy, but you got it. Because, yeah, he's got a lot of abs. He's
1: got a lot of abs. (laughs) I love love that he's, like, you know, just straddling the fence between trying to murder you and also being, like, your cool big brother.
0: Right? No, totally. (laughs) It's like respect, you know. Yeah, Yeah, no, I dug that. Also, the
1: scene with the bully at night uh, is also very good. (laughs) Where you think
0: think the bully's going to team up for a second. Yeah, Yeah, it is good. I want to ask, because you can just spoil it for me, and if, you know, people don't want to be spoiled, whatever, but... I'm assuming the second one, is there a little bit of like a supernatural element to it? Because there's a lot of like teasing that this is legitimate. Yeah, so You can yeah. make some soul contract right. with the devil, but you don't really see anything of that. I mean,
1: the, yes is the oh. answer. There's just a, a lot of shit that happens. There's a lot of summoning people, a lot of people mm. dying and being brought back to life.
0: And right. A lot of effects that are, I think, better on your iPhone than they were in this movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You had said that she pretends she's like the coolest girl. She is the coolest girl in the world. That's what her deal is. Right. That yeah. She gets to be fucking cool.
2: Right. That that's true. That's true. That's
0: what she. And that's a hell of a contract. I, it is totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell my soul to just be fucking dope. Right. Also, you know, a uh, little creepy, but
2: I also like at the end she seems she seems genuine. That's like, hey, I want to run away with you, child. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I did have some fears that the, the little teenage romance was going to cross a few uncomfortable lines. Right. But I think they, they keep it in check pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Also, I, I, this is harder for me to, to remember because, again, I've seen two of them in the second one. Testosterone has done more work than it mm-hmm. did in the first one. But the, I realized midway through this movie that the, the main kid's face is exactly the same face as Haley Steinfeld. Mm, that I is dare, strange. I dare you to go back and watch it with that in mind. Dude, don't, don't really hate Haley Steinfeld for
0: me, bro. That is weird.
1: Yeah. Do you guys remember some
2: Audie's YA movie called, I think it was called I Love You, Beth Cooper? Yeah. This reminded me of that better, but just in that the kid just keeps getting taken apart and messier as the as the movie goes on. And
1: I remember that was a thing from that movie. Yeah. I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't think that's about it. <laughs> I, th-
2: I think if I was gonna, I think if I was gonna sell this to uh, someone in three words, I'd go with "horny horror Home Alone."
0: Yeah, that's a really that's good that's very one. good. Yeah, that sh- that should actually be the tagline <laughs> yeah. for this movie. Yeah, that is really good. Like I said, I mean, the things I most like about it is that I do. I think there are better like kid Home Alone slasher movies, right? But this is again like the perfect gateway drug into that. Right, it's a fun package. It's not scary. There's a lot of great jokes in it, and um, I think if you were unfamiliar with the genre, it's a good intro.
1: I'll tell you how unscary it was. I didn't turn down the volume once in this movie.
0: (laughs) I just turned it up.
2: (laughs) If I was when I was this kid's age, this was exactly the kind of movie I wished for. Yeah. So I pretended like so I could pretend like I can hang.
0: Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, we watch Halloween." You're like, "Oh, I watch the babysitter." That's yeah. The
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. Well, Babysitter on Netflix. Don't watch the second one.
1: Better than Transformers. The yes. the babysitter 2 on Netflix, also directed by McG substantially worse well I, I read a
2: wee bit of trivia on this and apparently the screenplay was one of those that had like sat in a drawer for a long yeah, time
1: yeah so it was. it's written by not McGee. G the right. second one is I think all written by McGee, G which and it seems was bad. like
2: on one of those lists of the best 200 unproduced scripts yeah, yeah, and they yeah. made it so of course when they tried to make a sequel they didn't live up to
0: that I did not know that that is interesting so the first one was on the like black list right. for a long time gotcha
1: makes sense uh, but yeah Better than Transformers. Check it out. If you're still looking for... I know we're running out of spooky time here, but... uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Theoretically, you could watch them any other time of the year, but we don't. Uh,
2: (laughs) Well, I I feel like Halloween comes too early anyway. Because it really comes right when Daylight Savings just kicks in. Mm -hmm. And you have that extra couple of hours of nighttime like you know But basically i'm saying it starts at the beginning of creepy when it's sh- when it's you know mm. you should have it should go wait a little further into creepy mm-hmm. might
1: be. i think mm-hmm. i think the, the the reason that we have all the fun holidays in the middle of winter mm. is because we're tired of it by then right? <laughs> and, and we need happy
0: and i think right.
1: i think halloween is the right of time because you're like oh this is still novel yeah
0: i love uh, the word novel yeah mm-hmm. it's great
1: well good uh, well, that's it for the babysitter. What have we been watching the last? No season? emails. Actually, we did get an email. <laughs> Though I, I, we might have missed it. Well, I would,
2: I would complain about you not being good at this, but I don't want to be put in charge of it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're
1: hashtag fine. real phonies. Uh, we got a, 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 an email from our pal Susie on a horror comedy suggestion. Said, uh, some, "Oh yeah, <laughs> they saw the uh, the blackening over the summer. Uh, She's not excited about it. it. Was it was really funny and not very scary." Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it also takes place in Airbnb worth a watch. It's about friends getting together to celebrate Juneteenth, which is why it came out in the summer. And Susie, I want you to know we, we had real intentions to make this a double feature with that this week, but it's not on streaming anyway. Well, it's not true. It's on stars, but nobody has stars.
0: Again, the rule is we not pay for anything. We're not extra. paying for anything.
1: <laughs> I
2: may still accidentally have stars. No, I still accidentally have Showtime. Mm. I've never turned it off from when I was I watching George Bush. tell and
0: Jamie. if that's worse or better. <laughs> I'm gonna well, say better. I'm gonna say better. Well, I
2: turned it on just to watch George and Tammy, and literally today I was like,
0: "Hey, that's I still have, I still have." Yeah, everything, everything on Paramount Plus is unlocked <laughs> yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah. It's okay.
1: Fair. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the. <laughs> Thanks, <email. laughs> Thanks, Susie. <laughs> Thanks, Susie. We will well, as, when it comes out on streaming. We'll, we'll absolutely watch it. But my turn. Yes, Christian. What do you got?
0: So I watched. Do you guys? Uh, this is on Halloween horror for cowards topic. Have you? Do you guys watch the Conjuring movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched them recently. I yeah, talked I, thought about them on the, I thought you did. I thought you did. So the third one is Conjuring Three. Devil made me do it. Right.
2: Right. The third one is not the third one chronologically, I believe.
0: The third one. I'm just trying to remember. It's the one where the guy commits murder, but he says he was possessed the whole time, and he goes on trial. Is that the third one? Maybe. Okay. Uh, okay. I just know that it's
2: one, two. And then five is the third one chronologically.
0: Or, I'm then, not talking about like all the Annabelles or anything. Just No, I'm, I'm saying with I thought you watched the, the Insidious. The Red Door, Insidious is... Oh, I'm talking about Insidious. Yeah, no, yeah. I've
2: never watched any Conjuring. <laughs> never mind. I got all shitty about that too. <laughs> I was I snotty. Okay, never mind.
0: Okay, so I like the Conjuring movies. Okay. Uh, I've watched them all. Okay. Um, I, I don't think... I think they're probably... I would put them on like a level of like, um, what's the fucking Airbnb one we did last week? Uh, barbarian? Uh, barbarian. Barbarian. I put them like that. Like yeah. I, they, babysitter, Halloween horror for cowards. Right. Barbarian, maybe a step up. Right. Conjuring, if, it, it depends on how uncomfortable you are with exorcism movies. Right. right. This is going to take a minute because uh, I, I got to explain the thing before I talk about the thing. So the third Conjuring movie, I'm pretty sure it's called Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, which is about, uh, again, Conjuring movies is about ed and lorraine warren a real life couple um you know questions about how legitimate what they did was but supposed demonologist and psychic married couple but in connecticut in i think like 1980 1981 somewhere around that um little boy gets possessed ed and lorraine come and say hey we got to exercise this kid and while they're doing the exorcism the little boy's older sister's boyfriend is like if you're so strong demon come in me and ed's like what the fuck did you do right and it all nothing happens it's all over and then like six months later that dude murders a guy and claims i have no memory of this i didn't know it happened it must be the demon that lives in me and ed and lorraine basically go to his defense it's a true story this really happened well the murder happened right. um, and the exorcism occurred whether any of that was legitimate you don't know right. there's a new documentary on netflix um called the devil on trial which is about these people uh-huh. so the people they interview is the little boy who was possessed uh his two older brothers and the guy who committed the murder who ended up just getting convicted of manslaughter did six years him and the sister ended up actually like getting married and blah 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 so the reason why I want to talk about it is because it's a, it's just like an hour long, and it's a fucking blast, especially yeah. if you're like into kind of that paranormal demonology right. stuff, and if you like the Conjuring. It doesn't really address the movie adaptation, but it does talk about the the Warrens. And what I want to talk about specifically is it takes two harsh fucking left turns in it. So the the kid, the documentary does. Yes. Okay. So the kid, which. I don't think y'all will watch it, so I'm going to spoil it for you, but spoilers if you do want to watch it, you should really just stop and just watch it, is that it starts off, it's one brother, the guy who committed the murder, and the kid who was possessed, and they're just talking the whole time talking straight away they believe it they believe the kids like at 12 years old I was possessed by the fucking devil and the guy was like I have no memory of murdering my landlord he's like I was we were at lunch I forget blah 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 and then all of a sudden about 40 minutes into it the other brother shows up and is like it's all fucking bullshit they're all liars <laughs> Yeah. he's like one night my brother was talking crazy shit my dad walked up slapped him across the face and said sit the fuck down yeah. and he's like the devil sure shut the fuck up then <laughs> like it, it, it goes like it takes it's a hard left turn yeah. that one of the brothers calls it all fake. And then with about seven minutes left, you find out the mom was drugging them all the whole fucking time. Oh, no shit. She was like grounding up sleeping pills and putting it in their food. And so like anytime they'd eat like spaghetti and they'd be like, mom, you want seconds?" she She'd be like, no, thanks. She always had a separate bowl of food. She never gave herself the shit. Like it's just nuts that it's like, oh, It's real nope they're all liars truth is our mom was fucking poisoning us the whole time (laughs) uh it was a blast that sounds like (laughs) it was really it it is begin because you kind of get like if you into that stuff you get it that it's legitimate if you're a doubter you get like it's a doubter and then if you just like a crazy fucking family story you get that too i'm in on all three so uh i'm gonna say better than transformers if you've got an hour and 10 minutes or whatever it's worth it. It's fun. That
1: sounds pretty fun. You yeah. you reminded me of, of two other, one's a horror, one's kind of a thriller movies that are falsehoods. But this is a, a documentary. Yeah, uh, The but, fourth kind. Yeah, I do love the fourth kind. Yeah, you know that about fucking me. It's scary, dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as, because as, you said The Conjuring th- uh, 3 is like a yeah, trial one. Yeah. Uh, another great trial horror movie is uh, The Exorcism of Emily, Emily awesome. Rose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys know, of course,
0: I love that one. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, uh, that's probably the best exercise yeah. movie. Like, it's, it's very good. It's very good.
1: Yeah, but you've also reminded me of this is one that I didn't know about until like I, I heard it from somebody. I was like, this sounds like too crazy of a movie for me not to have heard of a uh, movie. Frailty with Bill Paxton.
2: Yes, uh, I don't think I've seen that.
1: Where uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Paxton is a uh just a normal guy he's got two sons i think he's a single dad and then one day he comes home and says god has spoken to me and said there are demons in the world and i am to kill the demons in the world <laughs> and they're gonna look like regular people but they're demons because god told me and you guys are gonna help me oh fuck and you spend the whole time being like like what the fuck is going on like is this shit real is like and this you know you're you're yeah. with the sons who are like one of them is a little older and a little more skeptical and one of them is like super on board like okay dad God said it uh,
0: it's a crazy fucking movie yeah, that sounds good frailty is a good I would, time
2: I want to say Raimi's involved with that somehow I don't know like, I think he's like a producer that sounds or
0: Raimi-esque yeah, yeah. It did I did watch uh, I t- kinda teased it last week. I watched Malignant. I'm not gonna talk about that one, but I watched another horror movie called Deliver Us from Evil, mm. made by Scott Derrickson yeah. who made Extras of Emily Rose. And while that one's like a courtroom drama, yeah. this one's like a cop procedural, which is like, um, God, who's the fucking cast in it? Um make me look it up. Um, Eric Banna. Eric is a cop. I love Eric Banna. And then what's the other guy? The guy who plays the priest. Um, he was in Zero Dark Thirties, and it's There's that dude. Edgar, with Mendo- or yes. Edgar Ramirez. Edgar Ramirez plays the and priest. And Olivia Munn. Dude, they, and they like, uh, it's like he has to investigate, you know, this crime, and he teams up with it. And again, it's like a cop procedural that's also about an exorcism. Also pretty fucking good. That sounds good. pretty good. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, Deliver Us From Evil. All oh, right on. It's that on Netflix. Cool. Uh, I re- Scott Derrickson, I know there's mixed feelings. I like the guy. But he's got two really good exorcism mm. movies that I enjoy both of them. Yeah. yeah.
1: Look at us with all these horror recommendations.
0: Yeah. It's October, bro. we? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, I talked a lot.
1: Do you guys remember that at
2: the end of 8 Mile, Eminem just goes back to work?
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. Did you
2: watch 8 Mile? Well, I'll, watch it, I'll tell you what, this is not the main thing I want to talk about. I just <laughs> want to mention it because it's fresh on my mind. Last night, me and Sarah were discussing whether or not Eminem was my age or her age. And I looked up. Eminem's actually older than me.
0: But, uh, but, but He's when, got like a 20-something-year-old daughter. That's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah.
2: But in looking at it, I noticed that fucking Michael Shannon's in 8 Mile.
0: I don't remember that at Michael all.
2: Michael Shannon is the guy his age who's fucking his mom.
0: Oh shit. So that's a good we role for Michael Shannon.
2: <laughs> we immediately had to watch Eight Mile.
0: Yeah. You know, uh man, that that's
2: a that's a good movie. Better yeah, than Transformers. Movie. Yeah. Uh Michael Shannon does look older, younger in this, but still looks forty five. Yeah. I don't really think that I know that Detroit is pretty that's supposed to be pretty rough, but I don't think the inside of every fucking building looks like saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's 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 what this was. But yeah, spoiler alert for this movie that came out 21 years ago. He wins the rap battle and then just goes back to work. That's fine. That's
0: the end. That's the end of the movie. I mean, there's no promise of a career after the rap battle. I uh, don't think.
2: Brittany Murphy, someone who I'm a big fan of, though. Watching that movie, man, it's not a big surprise she died of
0: drugs. Hashtag R.I.P. Yeah, I know.
2: I, I you know I, I love Luann, I love Brittany Murphy, but she looks cracked out in that movie. Uh, what's the uh? What's the... I can't think of his name. He Sam was, Wilson. No, the guy... Well, he's in it. <laughs> the guy from ER who's not Eric Foreman from, uh, from, uh, from House. Uh, Pfeiffer. Anyways, know. his wig worse than Transformers. Everything else about this movie better than Transformers.
1: I, I will say, Hurt, one of the things you can't appreciate about, about 8 Mile is what it was like to be in a, like a public school... When Lose Yourself came out, <laughs> because it just it just changed everything.
0: I w- I was playing um, Little League baseball, yeah. and of course that's your like, let's get our fucking oh, 100%. percent, let's get yeah. pumped up, and of course like the other team you're playing also yeah. listening to Lose Yourself.
1: It was a powerful time <laughs> yeah. for white people. Okay,
2: <laughs> that wasn't the thing I want to talk about. This is the thing I want to talk about. Had to put um, phone out so I him. have told what well, because this has such a stupid title. I had to make sure what the... I was so. I think I've told you about this before that Sarah has this habit of on weekend days, she decides she wants to watch some set, watch, watch (laughs) some kind of artsy horror movie. She always wants to do mm. this on weekend days. I don't know why. And it's always awful. This is how I ended up watching Mother with an exclamation point. Mm. You know,
1: so this time she <laughs> wanted to watch. No, I I'm just imagining. I wish, I, I I can't remember if it, it won anything, but I know it was nominated for at least one Oscar, but I wish when they were reading out the nominees, they, they said, and, Mother uh, yeah. with an exclamation uh, point. Jennifer Lawrence in Mother with an
2: exclamation <laughs> point. I'm pretty sure that's my least favorite movie I've ever watched. <laughs> Or they go on.
0: they go they're just reading them out and then they get to mother <laughs>
2: <Ow>. <laughs> uh, so she i don't even know who she'd heard about this from but it, it's a documentary about extreme horror haunts where you go to a horror uh, a haunted house for adults and they beat the shit out <laughs> uh so this one is called Monst- like a sex thing I mean, definitely there's a sex component to this one. Yeah. Uh, This one's called Monster (laughs) Inside, America's Most Extreme Haunted House.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a sex thing. And
2: it's about these people who go to this guy who is famous for having the most extreme haunted house. He has like this fucking 80-page waiver you have to sign before you
0: go into it. And I just hated this. She's going to talk you into going one day.
2: She was kind of... When we were watching it... Like, beforehand, like, like during it, she's like, these are the dumbest people on earth. These are just all fame-craving whores, you know? And uh, by the end of it, she was like, I don't buy any of this. I want to go see it for true. I was like, no, that guy, <laughs> that guy, this is his fetish, is almost killing people. Yeah. And someday he's going to kill one of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, don't watch this. Worse than transfer. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's not good... The main thing I that I think was the most interesting thing about watching this is the first girl you meet. First of all, going into this, when, when the titles were going, me and Sarah were both like, well, this is some white nonsense. There's not going to be any black people in this. And then the first girl's a black girl. But I, I just... I was fascinated by her because they went to so much trouble to make all the rooms look dingy and saw-esque. But nobody would ever straighten any of this girl's shit. She wore glasses. They were always on crooked. She had a fucking septum ring that was always cocked to one side. Somebody help this girl out. She's on camera. (laughs) But um, yeah, this was was a shitty movie about a shitty person. And uh, maybe watch the sequel when he goes to jail. Okay. Mm. The,
1: the documentary. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of, of intellectual horror movies that are probably shitty, one of the ones that we should probably watch at some point is Men, because Alex Garland's most recent thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Because yeah, yeah. even though it's reviewed, we're not good. <laughs> uh, we're all very in the pocket for Alex Garland yeah. shit. It feels like the only we, one I haven't seen. It feels like
0: something we should do. Yeah. I'm upset we didn't. Yeah. It's typically our thing.
1: Uh, well, look, I, well, I suggest <laughs> it at the time. Anyway. Right, do you have anything else? I don't, know. Okay, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: it. <laughs> I'm sorry that
1: was the only thing you watched this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's
2: the only thing worth talking about.
1: Okay, fair enough. I, in kind of unusual fashion for me, went to go see a three and a half hour movie this week. You went and saw Cowboys of the Flower Moon? I went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon. I I went uh, so bad
2: to go see that but I, I just can't fathom having that no, time. I'm sure. And I'm... <laughs> I'm a fucking lazy hermit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I should have the most time on Earth.
1: I, I, that's what I was trying to figure out. Do we think we're going to do an episode on it? Do we think you guys are going to see it while it's theaters? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not I still want to
2: see it, but if you want to talk about it
1: lightly. I will, I will talk about it lightly. Okay. I will say it's, it's three and a half hours long, which is uh, uh, abominable. Right. Uh, it, it's not justifiable. That said, having watched it, I don't really think you could cut more than 30 minutes out of the movie. That's a and it's substantial
0: being, amount of time. I though. mean,
1: it is, but like, I'm, not, I'm almost never in favor of a three-hour movie. And I think most, most of the runtime is justified, justified right. uh, for the amount of content they drag you through. I don't know. It's, it's a crazy fucked up story that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that really happened. Yes. I don't know. that. I think everybody's good in it. I think it's well made. Again... Is Leo DiCaprio a good actor? Or does he just furrow his brow a lot? I don't know. It's literally, it's the two guys who've made it famous as being great actors for just making one face <laughs> against each other right. for most of the movie. Leo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's good. I think the girl who plays the, the wife, Molly, is very good. She's got a very, like, Mona Lisa thing going on with her face where it's like, I, it, she's always, like, trying to hide her feelings, but you can always kind of see right.
0: Lily Gladstone.
1: Lily Gladstone could, mm. could pull. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it, I would say it's better than Transformers. It's not worth three and a half hours, but it's worth
0: most of it. Is there? An, is there? Do you feel like I'm losing any of it by waiting till it's just on?
1: Uh, no. Netflix? I mean, I, I don't think I watched it in IMAX because I can, but mm. I don't think I needed to. Uh, I, I will say something about the crowd going to a four-hour IMAX movie that will take them into the middle of the night. Everyone sat really close together. Everyone wanted that, like, middle-middle, you know? Right. like. <laughs> and so I was expecting, because there were only, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 30 people in IMAX. Uh, but we were all, like, shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder for no yeah. reason. I fucking hated it, but it yeah, was fine. It's terrible. We had a good you. time. Yeah. But. Did
2: you read any of the the press on this movie? Did no. You, you Read the thing. There there was a pretty funny thing about apparently Leo wanted to ad lib on. Oh, yeah. I
1: have seen this. And
2: De Niro and Scorsese were both like, "Come on, bro, this is already going to be three and a half hours." Yeah.
1: You know. I mean, in you know, in the uh, uh, DiCaprio's film, Scorsese could have cut any of it, <laughs> but he just chose not to cut anything. Right. The fall anime season has kind of just started. We're like a month in, so I I don't feel good about tendering a lot of uh, a recommendation. Obviously. Jujutsu Kaisen still slaps. Will always slap. Uh, I, may it slap forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the only one that I will pitch, and this is specifically for Christian Jones, uh, there is uh, an anime called Freerun, Beyond Journey's End. I don't know if you've heard anything about it. Mm-mm. So there's, there's a, a very common trope, and I, I've always said it's from, like, Dragon Quest, but I have no fucking clue why I say that. Uh, but, like, f- fantasy anime is, like, you know, uh, uh, sword shields kind of thing. Uh, there's a, a demon lord, the demon lord has four generals, the the hero has a magical destiny, he finds a party, he fights the demon lords. he fights, you know, the, whatever. He fights the generals, fights the demon lord, they win, whatever. There's a million shows that are variations on this. None of them are like, play it straight, which is funny to me. Like, there's no there's no original story. Uh, but there's a million stories that, like, do some kind of twist on that. The The fun thing about this show is it literally starts, like, the first scene... Is them like riding back to town after defeating the the demon lord? Oh. Yeah, and it, it, I, I'll say the other thing that I like about it, and that I think you would like about it specifically, is it plays on a a D and D thing that I think is fun, that I think uh, a Critical Role is kind of playing on right now, uh, but I just think is an interesting thing to explore, which is that. You know, it, it's a world with a bunch of races and these races have very different lifespans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main character of our story is Freeran, and she is an elf and in this world elves seem to live like fucking forever. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she's in a party with like two humans and a dwarf or three humans and dwarf, I can't remember.
0: And they ain't making it as long. Yeah,
1: as well. and but like you see you see the world from her perspective and just like, you know, years are like fucking weeks, you mm-hmm. know? And so it it's just it's just her life and her kind of like relationship with these much more mortal creatures Mm -hmm. (laughs) around her. Uh, And it's a very like, you know, again, it's, it's not post-apocalyptic. That's not the right word, but it's like, you know, they've just saved the world. So it's just kind of this world that's kind of been destroyed, but kind of like rebuilding itself. Uh, And it's just like a really, like it's, it's kind of a slow paced slice of life, but also pretty heavy fantasy fun magic he sounds things. good it sounds it's like super christian jokes. yeah it sounds right <laughs> up my alley uh so i'm only three episodes in because my wife keeps falling asleep when we try to watch it but what's uh, not <laughs> uh crunchy roll
0: <laughs> okay
1: but uh you know maybe it's on something else i don't know yeah uh but Freerin uh beyond journey's end better than transformers
0: cool is that it
1: i think that's it and then what are you gonna say
0: well i'm i mean i it's not important but a quasi sequel to my Karen Carpenter rant last yeah. week, which is at the very end, and Joseph made fun of me when I talked about Mike Portnoy in Dream Theater. Mike Portnoy's <laughs> coming back to Dream Theater!
2: I The first thing I was going to say when we cut is I couldn't believe you hadn't gloated about that guy rejoining No Girls Allowed.
0: I, 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 I gotta admit, kinda knew a little bit. Right. Mike and John and Jordan Rudis had been playing a lot in the mm-hmm. last year. And I just feel like you don't go on tour with half of Dream Theater and think, eh, I should go on tour with the other half of right, Dream Theater. Yeah, right. um, but I, it's just funny. I hadn't talked about Dream Theater with that guy in a while, and the fucking seven days later, they're all back together. Called her right up. And um, I can't wait. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was so excited. I shed a single tear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean that's more emotional than many tears, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
0: just one tear. I was like, God, it's, it's very manly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> about Dream Theater. About Dream theater. <laughs> Listen, I heard "As I Am." Okay, fucking, we can cut this. But back before like your phone was listening to you all the mm-hmm. time, like early days of YouTube, right? right. I'm watching, and I get an ad that is a Zildjian cymbal commercial, which, again, I'm a drummer, so right. I get a Zildjian, and the backtrack was As I Am by Dream Theater. If you, That's just the most targeted <laughs> ad. <laughs> I've never experienced anything like right. that ever since. Um, yeah, fuck it. It's awesome. Happy for them. That's a
1: great idea for an ad, though. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: could definitely do that now. Yeah, Probably cost money. I don't know
1: uh but cool congratulations christian we're all very happy for you yep uh so i think next week we said we're gonna maybe do five nights at freddy's oh, we're
0: doing it i'm watching it not tonight i'm watching this weekend
1: i'm lobbying for five nights at freddy's and wally's wonderland
0: that would be fun if, but, if we could find wally's wonderland
1: i'm sure it's somewhere we can just I, we've all seen it
0: i just don't know how much we remember right. you, you've seen it right
1: that's
2: the Nick Cage movie,
1: right? Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I would love to do both. You yes. know our former co-worker, Candace. I Lee, do know now? that
1: she's in it, yes.
0: I don't believe you, because I have seen it, but
1: I didn't see her, but it's fine.
0: Uh, I need to re-watch it. I've only watched she, it once, and She it's has been an years.
2: IMDb page before of it, and their IMDb picture is the silhouette of her from this movie.
1: Oh, fair enough. I yeah. should look that up. But yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us your thoughts on The Babysitter or The Babysitter 2, which hopefully you didn't watch after we <laughs> talked about it last week, you can reach us at realphoniesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our theme. We'll see you guys later.
0: Later.